Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde Podcast. I'm sure you guys are wondering what's going on with Libra season and what we should expect from Mercury retrograde and what's coming up in 2022 and so much more. So I have an answer for you. I have a famous guest on my podcast today. Her name is Deborah Silverman and she's a famous astrologer, teacher, psychotherapist and author. Over the past 40 years of professional experience in private practice, Deborah has specialized in helping thousands of individuals achieve emotional health and wisdom based on their unique personality and the four elements, water, air, earth, and fire. Her work with families, individuals, and couples has her standing out in the sea of therapists and coaches. While there is no one-size-fits-all approach, Deborah has developed a unique psychological-spiritual model combining her expertise in esoteric, soul-centered astrology with her extensive education in psychology to help those going through major life changes, especially in crisis. She custom designs her therapeutic approach to each individual using astrology and psychology as a magical healing combination. So in today's episode, Deborah will share his secrets on how to become an astrologer because it's totally possible and Deborah has an amazing school of astrology, Deborah Silverman Astrology School. So you can also become an astrologer if you like. And we will also be discussing main astrological events for 2022. Deborah will go in depth and she will give the horoscope, yearly horoscope for every sign. And we'll be talking about how to unlock karmic lessons. Can a person change destiny written in a birth chart? We'll also be talking about Libra season, Mercury in retrograde, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Deborah. Hello. So I, glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on. How are you today? I'm having the best day. I'm glad. Thank you so much for being my guest. And of course, we would love to start with learning more about you and what you do and how did you become an astrologer? It's a crazy story. So I was very young. I think this is so crazy because I just met the woman. I was literally in my early 20s. I met a woman who was an astrologer. She was a triple Gemini. I was living in Toronto at the time. And she came home with me to my family's gathering. It was a Jewish holiday. It was a happy new year. And she sat around the table with my funny looking family that looked just like Woody Allen lookalikes, like they are the classical Jewish loud family. And she went around to each character at the table and described their character based on an ephemeris, this book that tells you where all the planets are. And I could, I was like, how could this be happening when I had the most eccentric family and she knew their character so well? So we got in the car, drove back. It was in Detroit, drove back to Toronto. where We were in school together. And I said to her, I want to learn what you just did. Fast forward about a month later, she was leaving Toronto to go across Canada and she needed someone to drive in the car with her and she would fly me back. And I said, under one condition, teach me what you did that night at dinner. So she said, okay. So we got in the car for three days and I just completely interrogated her, took notes, wrote it all down. By the second day, she was like, can you get the book out of the back seat? And I was like, no, do it once more. And I just kept writing everything down. And suddenly I felt obsessed with this thing called astrology. I'm in my early twenties and I suddenly find myself doing nonstop astrology. Now, fast forward, I want to say, God, 40 years later, just this year, I found her. 
And I, and she's now taking my class. And I called her up and I was like, oh my God, because I'd been spelling her name wrong. I'd been looking for her for years. And I saw her write a comment on one of my YouTube videos. And I was like her. And then I called her and said, really, can I find, and we had this long conversation. She's now in my school. It's like a joke because here it was, I became the astrologer. She taught me just the basics. And now in the school that I have, I teach people the same way she taught me, like little bite-sized bits, enough for people to get the conversation building. And then by the time you take the class in the second level, you could be an astrologer when you grow up. So she was my inspiration. That was a long time ago. And I have never stopped looking up at the stars. I'm my whole life. I've been obsessed with like, what sign are you? Or like the lady at the waitress, when you're at the restaurant, I'm like, can I ask you a question? What's your birthday? Cause I'm just obsessed. I'm obsessed with astrology as well. And sometimes I can even tell by meeting someone what sign they are because, you know, everyone has a character and like some of the characteristics you can tell. (laughs) Of course, I always ask or if I date someone or if I meet someone from my friends, my close family relatives, I always ask them and they kind of come for me for advice because I always tell them when Mercury in retrograde, (laughs) to be aware of things and be careful about technology and like buy new things during the mercury retrograde and they can they always keep coming to me and saying oh it's it's going crazy like something is in the air i feel mercury retrograde is coming (laughs) yeah you have a lot of air in your chart so one of your personality traits is fascination with people Like this is similar. We are similar in that way. I also have a lot of air. There's four elements, water, air, earth, and fire. The water people are not the ones that ask a million questions. They just stare at you. And they're the more introverted characters. And they'd rather not have all that. They just like, they intuitively sense you. But you and I air, we ask a million questions. We're always raising our hand going, I didn't get that. Can you explain that? I have a funny idea I want to share with you. And those are the air people that are reading the books all the time and studying as distinct from the water who are more internal at home, cooking, animals, children, internal, air is external. And then comes the earth people who are those really practical workaholics. The the astrology seems stupid to them. Like, are you kidding? They're watching a podcast on astrology, but it is a practical value when they find out how much money you can make being an astrologer and that there really is practical use to it. Now you're talking, they're the ones that love to go to Costco and buy the Windex and they love cleaning and they love organizing. And those earth people make me feel safe. And the last category is those fire people, which you have a lot of in your chart, which is super enthusiastic. And they just make up all kinds of adventures and they're always having fun and they're being loud and they dress up and they got the hairdo, like welcome to you. And, um, And these four different personality traits are really the simple way to learn astrology is to figure out what element you are. Like you're clearly air, super strong, curious, thinking, writing, talking, sharing with us all, and then figuring out what the missing element is, because that's the name of my book, The Missing Element. And then you figure out, oh God, no wonder, like you don't have any water in your chart. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So when the emotional body gets triggered and people start to get all dramatic and they start to get all moody, you're like, really? This is so boring. How long are we going to stick in this mode? So you're not a person that wants to get stuck in people's drama when it comes to their emotions you're much faster. You're like, change your mood, change your clothes. Let's go. Yeah. Like so I you, don't have time for that. Let's go. <laughs> so, so you have to learn compassion. This is the missing element, the book. If you order my book online, I will send you your chart in the book and I'll sign it. But it is a distinction between learning the technical part of astrology, which is a very um, intellectual or just learning the simple elements. And that's what I was just describing. And in the book, there's a test And you figure out very quickly what your missing element is. Yours would be like when people start to get super vulnerable or they're in the past and they start telling you stories that are boring. You're like, oh my God, how long do we have to listen? And they go on and on about their emotional body. You're like, come on, let's just turn up the music. You're ready for a party. That's so true. But um, I can also tell that I'm very compassionate and I always like feel I mean very caring as far as others but I'm so fast like I'm always in fast pace (laughs) exactly right so there's a speed issue in your chart and there's also a very strong philosopher like I think you'll be compassionate if you're learning something like I'm sure in these podcasts you've learned some it's so exciting for you but if it's boring 
or it's like technical and it doesn't have any emotional, like any philosophical content, you're going to lose your attention. I see. <laughs> but luckily, every of oh my guests has incredible stories. So I'm listening to everyone like I'm learning a lot from every guest. <laughs> that's Libra's that's Libra's favorite thing is hearing really good stories. If they're interesting stories and they're getting you stimulated mentally or philosophically opening up doors, then you're all in. If they're boring stories and they don't have like if someone's just going over and over something, like a friend of yours keeps repeating herself, you're gonna be like, we did this before. Yeah, it's so true. And we would love to learn more about your book because it's very interesting. And you already mentioned just a little bit about it, but we would love to learn more in details and what inspired you to write it. Yeah, I think the thing is, I knew from a young age after I met that woman, the triple Gemini who I drove across Canada with, Paula, that I was so intrigued by the human psyche. And I was so confused because I've got a master's in clinical psychology. So I was always one intrigued by astrology. But then my second question was, why does everyone have such difficult lives? Like, why do we have to learn through heartbreaks? Why do we have to learn through disappointment with our family? Why do we have to learn by feeling so different or separate? So I became fascinated, not just with astrology, but the psychological angle. So the book is really the answer. The subtitle of the book is Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. Because as humans, we're just the weirdest creature. We hurt the people we love. We never know how to end things. We're slightly confused all the time. We can't make decisions. So I started to study what the high road is. Like those are all the human nature dimensions that don't leave us alone. All of you watching this, whether it's depression, you know, just really feeling sad, this whole COVID thing and the vax and the constant confusion that the human mind deals with. And my interest was, the missing element was, well, what if we just understood, what if someone just got honest and said, look, the human condition is painful. And you're going to learn through hardship. Like, why didn't they just tell you that at school and your kids are going to do drugs and they're going to disappoint you and your parents are going to break your, like, if we would have known that up front, and that's what the book is about. It's just the first chapter is crisis. <laughs> the first chapter is everyone goes through a crisis at some point. And then the, always the question from the spiritual angle, from the highest vantage point is, what am I supposed to be learning? That's what I want you to write down from this podcast. If you just lived with that question, what should I be learning? Because it continually happens to me, this pattern, whether it's the emotional body of depression or it's the mental body of confusion or it's financial struggles or materialism or it's super um, blunt and you get in trouble for saying stuff, that's fire. Which one am I constantly repeating? This was the by intention for the book was, and then how do I take it to the high road? Like what was God thinking when she made you? <laughs> That's my favorite question. What was God thinking when she made me? Like, was there a contract that I had? Did I sign up for this or was I pushed on the bus? <laughs> I think I, 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 mean, I think we're all volunteers to get here. But once you get down here, if you don't do that philosophical, and this is you for sure, the philosophical question of like, why are we here? What's the reason for life? Is there something I'm supposed to be learning? And that's the question I want to leave you with in this podcast. Like what repetitive pattern keeps reoccurring in your life? And then how do you change the narrative from poor me to, oh, you wanted me to learn something? So for me, it was that my personality is so small. <clears throat> I have a lot of fire like you do. So I have a tendency to get so excited and everything goes so well for me. And then I feel bad because people get mad at me for being like, I can see this on your um, Instagram, like the level of your juice and your passion and your joy and then do people get mad? Do you feel their jealousy or their reaction to you? Oh, I totally feel it, of course. And I don't even, I mean, I had to, well, it, in so many places, they always say the more you get on the top, the lonelier you get. So I had so many friends that kind of unfriended me, not because of some reasons, just because they couldn't handle it. And yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, that's what happens usually. And that's your life lesson. So me too, you and I have the same life lesson, which is fire. Like we are so bold and so bright and so enthusiastic, but I look over, I am right now. One of my students is staying with me and she's all earth. She's very calm and she's so good at organized. I mean, I can't do what she can do. And so instead of being jealous, 
we complement each other. Like, okay, you organize everything and I'll pay for it because I've got all the juju. You make sure we make all the contacts and I'll make sure we can have fun while we're there. So there's a way to dance together. And this is what the book is about. And my intention was, I don't know why we can't get along. I don't, the biggest thing I hear from people all the time is how they don't trust. And I feel like that single ingredient of us not trusting each other because of competition in our case with fire, I would love to have people just be blunt and honest and say, I'm jealous. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing? They just walked right up to you and said, you know what? You trigger me. You're too pretty. You're too successful. And you're triggering me. And furthermore, I want to be more like you. Well, then I just put my arm around him and go, you know, that was so honest. It's so disarming when people come out and spill their beans. And I've learned through the years to admit to my funny little personality, like I get scared. It's lonely up the top. I echo that from what you just said. It's also really rich to be with people who are, I love water people because I love cuddling and I love being close and I love having them. So there's a range of personality traits and there's a high road and a low road. And the low road is jealousy, insecurity, self-esteem issues, not trusting. we're, We're As humans, we're kind of it's a politically wrong word to say, but we're a little retarded. Like we we can't quite figure out how to be with each other in a very conscious way. But the high road is, and that's what I inspire people to do is say, wait a minute, you could change everything in your own life by just changing it to the positive, literally. And saying, when you see beauty or you see fame, you say, wow, good for you. Or when you see sadness and you see depression, you say, wow, tell me about it. And you sit quietly and you let them unpack. Like as soon as we get real, I have a course called Tell Me a Story. It's tmas.co. And in the class, there's only 10 women and I teach it. Everyone tells their story by writing it in short bite-sized, but it's only two weeks long. And what happens is you hear their stories and it's so heavy what's happened to them. And then you hear the victory that they came out from, I'm sure for you coming to this country, you had to really walk through all kinds of doors that had to, you had to push your way. I'm imagining, is that true? Yeah. I mean, I still do. And I still, I had to make my way up. I was 17. I started working right when I came to us, maybe like six months later. And I've been working since then and been trying and trying and trying to get I mean, to try to achieve my goals. <laughs> and do you feel optimistic? Do you feel like you're being supported by spirit? Yes, but uh, of course, I, I've had a lot of struggles too. And this year, especially been really hard for me because I've lost a relative. All Two of my other relatives almost died. And I have had COVID and it's it's been really, really hard year. So I asked my astrologer friend, why did I have all these challenges to go through? And she said, you probably got stagnant. You did not learn. You did not move as fast as you're supposed to. So universe pushed you and it gave you lessons so you can grow. And I was like, well, now I have my answer. <laughs> Astrology, there's something called the progressed moon. And you're, four months ago, your progressed moon just entered Scorpio. So you're being forced the last four months. So where are we? We're in September. So that would have been like May, the change happened. Yeah, that's you- when I had COVID. <laughs> Yeah. So there's what's, you can look at the chart. It's really true. You guys, if you want to learn astrology, that's one option to go to my school. It only starts twice a year. So September and January, we have a new class starting in January, but if you want a reading, I don't do readings, but I certify people. There's about more than a dozen women that have been through my program and are now full-time astrologers. And so for an example, for you to know that that's when everything shifted and it's asking you to go in right now and don't misinterpret that your entrance into your own psyche, which is water. It's the missing element. You've got two and a half years now of getting more emotional, more internal, more introverted. And it changes like the last two years before that you were all about the people and all about socializing. And now it's going in. Can you feel that shift? Yeah, I definitely feel it. And I also feel more emotional, as you said, and, more like my heart is more open before it was kind of cold. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the nature of, you know, I'm in my mid sixties and I can tell you, and it's really a gift to get older is you start to see the cycles 
And this is what astrology is such a gift. I love the timing factor. So now you know, the next two and a half years, your emotional body's open. You're going to cry easier. You're going to also have a deeper psychological interest in what's going on with yourself. So you might do therapy and you might unpack and go into yourself. So these are the eras that life go through. And when you know it, it's like having a... Um, a foreseeing of where you're headed and you can prepare for it. And that is what the nature of astrology is, is giving predictions, not like you're going to meet a tall, dark, handsome man on Tuesday, because that's just stupid. But the bigger era, like this is going to be a difficult year. This is going to be an easy year. This is a year when you want to manifest. This is a year when you want to relax. And those cycles are really determined by those celestial bodies dancing up in the heavens. I love astrological predictions, especially when someone does like astrological kind of horoscope year by, I mean, months by months and dates. It's so always accurate and it prevents you from doing wrong things. Like it's telling you not to invest in this time or not to buy something nice at this time, or like it tells you kind of guides you through. But also going into 2021 compare, I mean, 2022 compared to 2021, do you see any main astrological events that we should be aware of? Well, during the spring, like April and May, early spring, just as before May starts, we have some eclipses and the eclipses are the markers that describe what signs are going to be affected. So in 2022, Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius, and Leo are going to have a real opportunity to step up their game. So that's the year for 2022 for those signs, like they're going to be asked to do their work better known as let's, let's just start with those four of them. So for Leo's, it's kind of exciting they have a serious energy beginning at the beginning of the year, and there's a chance for them to put more ambition into their practicality because of this, because of the eclipses hitting them. Eclipses are markers in the sky where the sun and the moon block each other. And it becomes like even in olden days, people would see that entrance of that moment and go, whoa, it's a stopper. And so the signs that are being stopped get a chance to reconsider. And Leo is one of the signs that gets to consider in 2022, I want to be goal-oriented. Scorpios are going to have to, re now Scorpios naturally come with focus. It's one of their gifts. They're like super serious. It's a little annoying for us, for you and I, like really? However, this is the year for them to actually see the fruits of their labor if they can stay focused without getting caught in their emotions, which is what we talked about. So they've really, they've got to do their therapy in 2022, Scorpios, because the pressure will be on. If they manage, this is true for all of you listening. If, if we learn the sophisticated sophisticated language of the emotional body, which is depression and sadness or confusion or what you described like crisis, then you, you get to the high road and it's like you're riding a wave. You're like on top of the surfboard rather than being taken out by the wave. So Scorpios need to know that, that 2022 is a year where they want to be on top of it and not relaxed. It's really, and then we have our favorite Aquarians, which have been going through a really rough 2021 for Aquarians has not been easy. So just if anyone's noticed, they're being asked to get more life lessons and to have this feeling of being contracted or constricted. 2022, it continues, but there's a powerful ability if they learn how to stay outside of other people's opinions of them. Like you got to detach, really detach in 2022 Aquarius, because the pressure's on for you to not get caught in, I'm so mad at people. That's one of their favorite lines. People are so weird. I'm always like, aren't you a people, Mr. Aquarius? Uh, yeah. So be careful when you judge others. And then the last was, is Taurus. And during 2022, this is the year for them to just give themselves permission to goal orient. Like, where am I going to aim? I think that's one of the gifts of um, there's a lot of growth and it could be uncomfortable for Taurus. But if they have a, a list that they're going to aim at, like what's your point, like go see an astrologer, Taurus. This is a really good year, 2022, to say, I need to know when I'm supposed to push because they can get discouraged when it's difficult rather than Scorpio aiming. Taurus can get underneath the wave and it would be great to have some support. So those four signs are really going to be, and then it's a really good year for Aries because Jupiter's going into Aries. 2022 Aries is your year. Just going to say this out loud. Um, for Taurus, we mentioned that there's a lot of growth. Geminis have to learn to get grounded in 2022 because they have had a wonderful 2021, but if they don't follow through, it's going to feel like I don't want to do it anymore. So stay the course, Gemini, during 2022. Don't get discouraged because this has been a very big work year, 2021 for, for Geminis. And so it's important to know that I'm giving you the whole list. Cancers, 
there is a lack of water in the sky in 2022 and they are water. So don't let your emotional body feel like this is what's happened with COVID for cancers. It took them out because there's so like you, you were just saying this yourself. When your family gets sick and you're a cancer, it takes you out rather than holding your own and being warned that your job is to stay centered cancers, not feel overwhelmed. So it's a wonderful year for them if they can stay the course around their emotions and not let because I think COVID is going to, by the end of 2022, we're going to be through this awful era, but we do have the winter to look to. And it's not an easy winter. The entrance of 2022 is not easy. It's not as bad as it was last time, but we are still in a constrained internal cycle, which cancers love. It's just by the end of the year, cancer, you have to be sure that your emotional body is not feeling like, I'm so tired from, stop saying you're tired, cancers. Do what it takes to do self-care to get yourself motivated, but be very careful about complaining. That's what I want to say to cancer. We talked about Leo. Virgo has a really good year this year because Jupiter is in Pisces until May, 2022. And um, it's fulfilling their goals. Jupiter, that's like Virgo's favorite thing to hear. That's a wonderful thing. Um, Libra, that's you. There is definitely a strong in the summer for you is relationship time. Like there's a very positive era starting as early as March, all the way through um, July. Libras are, it's a wonderful thing to tell them because of course, all they think about is relationship is you, this is your year for relationship, 2022. You're over that. You've had such a hard three years. It's been nothing but pushing Libras around. And they've been so frustrated by not having their up because they're so used to being up. And so by the, like, I'm going to say as early as um, April, you start to feel like, oh my God, I can feel the optimism is coming back. So you're in a positive cycle this year. We talked about Scorpio, um, Sagittarius, the, they're in an easy cycle. It's a grounding year. It's only difficult for the end of the year for Sagittarius. So it's pretty much a great year for Sag through the whole year. They've got an easier cycle till the new year. And Capricorn, of course, their favorite thing, getting shit done. Oh my God. There is Jupiter and Aries supporting them even more into action. So Capricorn, this is a, um, you had a really hard time in 2019 and 20. You've had a reprieve in 2021. In 2022, you've got your more activity coming. It's a high voltage for Capricorn in 2022. Aquarius, we talked about, it's not, they're in Saturn return. Any of you that are 28 to 30, 2022 continues to be your Saturn return. It's not over yet. So that whole entrance of a new career, of making a move, Aquarius, all of that is going to come to fruition by the end of 2022. And late degree um, Pisces, the late degree Pisces have a very, it's confusing. Pisces have been having a wonderful 2021, but 20, so they've had Jupiter and Pisces. It's really given them the gift of heightened energy, but by the end of 2022, they have a vulnerability to feeling which is what they're vulnerable to anyways, a little bit confused. So you want to seek counsel, Pisces. You want to look for something to help you like a coach. If I were you in 2022 for Christmas present, Pisces, I'd ask for a coach to keep you on task. There you have it. Deborah Silverman did her year long vision. I prepared for you. Wow. I love it. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. that so you guys so take cool. notes. You can watch this again and then tell your friends what's going on. I love it. And how do you unlock karmic lessons? What a big question. So you get this chart and it describes repetitive patterns. So for you, we're going to come back to, you've got this Libra, you're this lighthearted, fascinated with Sag rising. You're having so much fun and you're so picky with that moon in Virgo. You like things just so that's not going away. You will always have very specific taste buds. You are, especially as a Libra Virgo and Sag rising and want to spend a lot of money and have a lot of fun. The karmic lesson in there is moderation is your life lesson. So here's how you change your karma. You ask your astrologer, can you tell me my life lesson? And then you aim at it. Cause those things, those personality traits don't go away. Have you noticed? Like you're going to be the one that loves nice clothes and you're going to be the one that loves to have her picture taken. And you're going to be the one that wants to share information. That's not going away, but there's a high road and a low road. Are you neurotic about it? Is it driving you crazy? Do you feel like you're always behind the eight ball because you're not getting fast enough? That's what you change karmically by saying to yourself, oh, you know what I learned in astrology? That I always get things done and I don't have to pressure myself. So just feel the energetic shift. The neuroses is where the human nature gets us captured and it makes us like 
it makes us crazy. The wisdom of the karma is to change the narrative. So for me, it was learning that I am, it's so funny to say this, I am an introverted extrovert. And when I figured it out in my chart that I love my alone time, but I'm super social, it gave me permission to take the karma of feeling confused. I was so confused for so much of my life. In my book, The Missing Element, you're going to see how an astrologer therapist said to me, Deborah, you have so much fire. I was hiding my fire. I was embarrassed by how big my personality was. But once I realized it, I took the karma into the high road and said, you know what, stop saying you don't want to be with people. And I changed my narrative. So the way you clear karma is you learn what it is, you name it, the astrologer gives you language, and then you reinterpret it from the highest angle, from the high road of like, well, how can I make myself comfortable with my quirks? (laughs) So for me, it was simply discovering that, yes, as soon as there's someone in the room, I will entertain and I will be inspired. And when I'm alone, which is my secret wish, get them out of the room, that I have to realize that, you know what, Deborah, stop with the, you'll have alone time. You're good. We're going to write because I love writing. My book is one. I'm working on another book from Tell Me a Story. I'm compiling all these cool stories. There's so many people. You can't believe the, well, you know, this is a podcast host. People's stories. What happened, like I have a dramatic story. My father went to prison and my brother was on heroin. I mean, it's just awful. And my grandfather was murdered and I have such a heavy story. But then I took the karma imprint of this like very difficult childhood and I lifted it up to, I'm a healer. I can deal with with anyone's pain body because I've been through so much myself. And I found out that it was like working out. Like I have strong psychic muscles now. This is how you change your karma. You take the pain body and you make it into like muscles where you say, listen, I got through it. And more than that, I've learned so much and I'm in love with life even more for having gone through it and knowing how to not have to do that again. That's amazing. And I love how you said it before about me that my karmic lesson is moderation. I always go big or go home and I always so hard on myself and I always go so fast like I want everything right here right now and it's so hard for me when I try to achieve my goals when something is gets behind or something is taking longer than I thought it will always always like frustrates me so much (laughs) that's fire and air so then your practice would be and this is real because I have what you have we are we both have the same fire and air thing which is why we have a platform on Instagram and people like to watch us but what I and what I learned now I'm older than you what I learned I swear to you to walk slowly it was so unnatural I was like because I was like you like (laughs) like hurry up and then I found out And this was because I I really did learn practice to eat slower, to make love slower, to actually communicate. It changed my whole life. Now, was it natural? No. And did it take a while for me to learn? Yes. So I'm going to encourage you if you were willing, because this progressed moon in Scorpio is asking you to go in and to delight in the inner world, which is so unnatural. You're like, where's the fun? Like, let's get this done. Like, hurry up, everybody. And then you realize, oh, wait, Deborah told me that, the astrologer my progressed moons in Scorpio, and I'm meant to indulge myself in slow. And that changed my whole life. Like, I actually love now, I'm not that good at it, but I love now to walk slowly. Like, I am an electric bike freak. And if you look on my Instagram, I'm always on an electric bike, but I force myself to turn down the motor and just pretend that I'm learning the turtle. I'm not that good at it, but I'm telling you, if you wanted to learn something, it would be about slowing yourself down just a little bit once in a while. Yeah, it's so true. Good luck with that. Good advice, yeah. <laughs> and we are entering now Libra season. We already entered. So what we should expect or what we should learn from Libra season, I guess. So this, so every time the season changes, you guys, it's really noticeable. We went, we just spent, you know, a month in Virgo. So first thing is I have these really funny videos. Have you seen them yet on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Five minute long. I have 7 million hits on them. If you just go on YouTube and you put in Deborah Silverman Libra, a little five minute video will come on and you'll learn the flavor. So the short answer is during the Libra season, which is so perfect, we're doing because we're both Libra rising or you're Libra, I'm Libra rising. During the season, it's time to talk. 
It's time to communicate. It, it's just the art. Libra is the art of making everything delightful and colorful and sweet and playful and people. And while Virgo, the last season was like time to make your list. It's the season to clean and organize. Now it's the time to really let yourself be in the flavor of socializing. Now, if you follow the cosmic energy and every day on Instagram, I have a free video that comes out every day that tells you where the moon is. And if you start to follow it, this Libra season will be all about, which I'm in delight of, who can I talk to today? Like I'm writing right now. I'm being interviewed by you. I've made this month all about podcasts because I knew Libra was coming. So I've got a million. So when it comes to Scorpio, I'm slowing it down. So you start to organize your life according to the cosmos. And Libra is saying to you, yeah, how do you feel about relationships? If any of you have gotten crispy critter and you've given up, like so many people say all these mean things about men, and then men say these weird things about women. No, this is the Libra season to balance the scales, revisit, unpack those thoughts you have and rewrite them. That's what tell me the story is, is I, I hear people all the time. This is the best. You're going to love this Libra. One of our last tell me a story classes, the woman said at the end of the class, which it's a four part class. It's very quick. It's only two weeks. It's like once, twice in each week. She said at the end of the class, I've been in with my partner for eight years and we, I made a pact with myself. I was never going to get married and give away my name and give away my life. But at the end of Tell Me a Story, she realized it was all a story she was telling herself and they decided to get married. So this is an example of catching a story you tell yourself during the Libra season, revisiting it by asking yourself, what are some of the repetitive themes that I reoccur? I hear myself say like, oh, I'll never really have a job that I love. I'm just going to stay at this job. What? So catch some thoughts you have, write them down. When my book comes out about telling me a story, you would journal that and then you'd rewrite the narrative. Like she wanted to get married. After all those stories she told herself, she realized what a story I'm telling myself. And that's what Libra season's about. It's catching the gremlins that keep reoccurring especially about people, because Libras are the sweetest. They are endless romantics. They fall in love for five minutes. Okay, that's true. I mean, they, they change quickly. Is that true of you? Do you fall in love quickly? But your moods in I used to when I was 18 in my 20s. Now I'm like 32. I kind of careful. Pickier. Yeah. So but the thing I want to say during Libra season, you guys, is, is can you join me in being innocent? I, I really see this in you and the pink and the beauty and your, can we, can you join me in being innocent and revisiting humans? Because we have so many opinions about, I call them Griswolds because I go hiking a lot. And whenever I see a bunch of people, I go, oh no, it's the Griswolds. And then I go, hold on, Deborah, you are a Griswold. We're all Griswolds. Everybody's a human. That's another word for human. And if I could stop judging them as being separate. This is a Libra season. And actually try your thoughts to say, you know what? We're all in this together. We're all afraid of COVID. We're all confused about the vaxes. We're all confused about what's coming next. Climate crisis is, this is Libra season. It's driving us crazy because we don't know what's coming next, but here's the upside. Now, here we go. Change the karma, lift it up. I choose to be here and I want to be kind. And I'm interested in looking for the positive. Just like that, the narrative changes. And I'm not saying this as a like new age, like stay positive. I'm saying as a spiritual practice, catch yourself when you say judgmental things about the humans <laughs> and realize that you are one. Nobody comes on this planet without being crazy. Do you know in the tarot deck, I don't know if you know the tarot, are you familiar? The very first card of the tarot deck is the fool. Like in order to come onto this planet, you gotta be crazy. Like what is this planet? You come into this existence, you get a body, they give you a name, they give you the weirdest people you're going to live with, who you're, by the way, going to fall in love with, and they stick to you like glue, your family. Then you try to figure out your individuality. Welcome to astrology. I love doing kids' charts. Then you try to figure out why you're here. Give me a purpose. Okay, I'll be on Instagram and I'll make myself look, you know, an influencer and I'll share my optimism. And then you start to seek wisdom. And that's where I come in. If any of you are starving, to figure out how to clear your karma, how to raise the voice of negativity, how to reclaim your positive energy. I don't know why life gave me this excessive amount of optimism because I should be with my childhood riddled in pain, but I turned it around and I do the same for other people. Like, please don't get stuck. Don't let yourself buy the lie during the Libra season that love isn't real that romance isn't real, that your partner couldn't show up next week, please open up your mind and your heart. 
I love it. What should be aware of during Mercury retrograde that is going on right now? It's a great question. Everyone gets scared. I feel so bad. I, I wanted to do a, um, on my Instagram, like a picture of, of Mercury retrograde saying, don't throw anything at me. For some reason, we blame everything on him. Poor guy. All it means, it happens three, twice or three times a year for two or three weeks. And it tells us that things are going to go glitchy. I mean, computers go off, airports go off, communication goes off. You return to old stories. Just yesterday, it's so funny. Mercury hit retrograde. The publisher of my book, for the first time, called me up and said, we want to publish your next book. I shouldn't tell anyone this. They're, they're flirting with me. But it's like a rewind. Like, oh, my God, we're going back to the old publisher and we're revisiting that. That's such an interesting returning, retrograde, going backwards, revisiting what you left behind. That's a good thing. Cleaning up your act, revisiting an old relationship and tying it up and doing forgiveness or revisiting an old relationship and falling in love again. Who knows? But retrograde means going backwards and slowing. Here we go again. Slow it down. Look backwards and say, what do I need to clear up? And if it goes wrong, here's the best part of Mercury retrograde, because I'm about to fly home tomorrow. When it goes wrong, take a breath. Huh, it's going wrong. Mercury's retrograde. This is my chance to see if I can find wisdom and not get caught in the drama. Think if the whole world could do that. Like, you guys, we're okay. Just another moment. Take a breath. Oh my God, we would feel so relaxed and we would be so much happier and there would be less pressure. And you know the premise of Mercury retrograde is? Life has my back. I'm safe. Try writing that down. Life has my back. I'm safe. There's a glitch right now. Something's going wrong. But I have a really good feeling that if I could be wise in this moment, I can learn something. And that's your chart, by the way. You are a, a perpetual student of this life. Yeah, my Mercury is in a retrograde in my chart. Like it's all when you were born. Yeah. <laughs> so that just means you think differently. That means you're not limiting your thought process. That's the good thing about it. you were born with Mercury retrograde. You do not let people's limitations be, be imposed on you. In your chart, Mercury is sitting on the top of the chart. Do you want me to show you? I think we have that, that option for me to show you. It's so interesting where your Mercury is. Here, I'm going to share my screen. Okay. And you're going to see, this is so beautiful. Let me just see if I can pull this out, move this down. So right here at the top of the chart is Mercury. Let me just get this bigger and wider because I know you love everything bigger. Bigger, bigger, bigger. And let me try and draw this down. No, okay. So this is Mercury, the guy with the hat on his head. Here's what he looks like. See the word Mercury? And he's got a little thing on his head. I don't know if you can see it, but it was, yeah, here's, this is the very top of your chart. Here's your mom giving birth where the arrow is. No. And right above your head when you were born, Mercury was literally on the top of the sky, retrograde in Libra, which means that your purpose, the top of the chart is your purpose. It's called the midheaven, this word MC up here. Huh? So this, this lifetime, you came in to use your Mercury, which is backwards, you know, like, like even having to learn a different language, you yeah. had to go backwards, learn a different and use this lifetime, you are using your mental body to say to us, let's think, let's be in relationship with each other. I want to communicate with all these people, your perfect example of Mercury on the midheaven, retrograde, going back and collecting all the information you can, and then sharing it with all of us. This is incredible. Wow. Well, I knew it's in Mercury in retrograde, but I didn't know all the signs behind it, all the story behind it. I'm glad you explained. Detail. It's on the midheaven. You were born literally, if your mom looked up in the sky, the moment you were born, she would have saw Mercury standing exactly above her head. <laughs> wow. And you knowing so much about astrology, having so much experience being an astrologer, we would love to know what, what you offer, what classes, and you also have a school, astrology school. So we'd lo would love to learn more about this as well. I'd love for you to take the class with that Mercury position. That tells me your mind is always hungry. Like yeah. your intellectual appetite is like more, 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 more. So twice a year, we have a school in September and in January. So if you get on my waiting list now, if you go on my um, website, you can be put on the list for January. And we have about, literally, we have 
between four and 600 students that come to study, but there's only 10 people in every class. It's very intimate. And you study your chart. So people, I love it so much because I watch at the end of level one, it's only six weeks long. It's a thousand dollars for one class at the end people's lives change. Like they, like for you, you would suddenly go, oh my God, my Mercury's on my midheaven, my whole life purpose. We would give you that simple thing, which you already are doing. It's never that new, but it is. So first class is level one that starts in January. Then comes level two. That would be in February or sorry, starts the, the cart opens in January. The class starts in February. Then March is level two. So twice a year. And then it starts again in September, you start level one, level two, and then level three is where you come and study with me directly. And you learn to be an astrologer. So any of you out there who've been fascinated by astrology your whole life, but you can't figure out how to learn it because it's so big. I teach it in baby steps. Like I teach it the way that girl taught it to me in the car back in 19. What was that? God, I can't even believe it. It was in 1970, this is embarrassing to admit, 78 before any of you were born is when I started studying. It's so crazy. So I teach that class. Level one is a six-week class. It teaches everything from Mercury, the whole class on how your mind works, to your shadow, your unconscious material. It's a psychological and astrological class. Level two, you learn the nuts and bolts. Like, what does it mean when there's a transit? Like the things I talked about. And then level three, you come and study with me and you actually learn how to be an astrologer. So that's the school. It happens twice a year and you can get on the wait list and go on my website and become part of the mailing list. The other thing I do is tell me a story, tmas.co. You can just go there and watch the video about it. It's a simple writing class. You need to know nothing about astrology, but it's all based on your story. And I love, I love listening to people's stories. And then there's thing called Come Study You, which is where we teach elective classes. Like, what does it mean to have Mercury retrograde? There's a class on Chiron. There's a class on eclipses. And you can just learn one-off classes. And that's just beginning to grow. We're just starting that. So we have those three options, the school, astrology, tell me a story, tmas.co, and then come study you, which is where you're going to, and of course my book, which you can get on Amazon or on my website, I will send you your chart inside the book and I'll sign it for you personally. This is amazing. And where can all listeners find you? Your social handles, all your information. It's always the same. Deborah Silverman Astrology, D-E-B-R-A, Deborah Silverman Astrology on my Instagram. I have 80,000 followers on TikTok. I think it's so funny. How did I get on TikTok at this age? Um, and then also we have the YouTube channel where I give, I give a lot of free material out because truthfully, I want everyone to start looking up and return to their optimism. It's so, we live in such a stressful time. And I've been obsessed. I've just started a podcast myself with the first podcast was the man that directed Social Dilemma and also Chasing Coral, Jeff Orosky. I am obsessed right now with the, um, I, I think if we don't address where we're headed, said the astrologer, we, it, listen, we're not going in a very positive direction, but here's the difference. And he said it so well, you can crash into the wall or you can stop the car right before the wall and get out. I'm trying to help people get out of the car. It's not a question any longer. We've passed the point of no return. We have indulged, but there is a way, and he gave directions, and this is a really important conversation, but we're, we won't do today. But I want to say to all of you, optimism is waiting in your back pocket if you change your narrative. And I know that you are an optimist. I know I'm an optimist because we have Sagittarius in our charts. But for those of you that are getting caught under the wave and you're feeling so tired and you're losing your hope, or you feel like you're living a fake life because you've got this superficial thing happening, but you're not. I am here to help you learn through learning astrology, how to really get your muscles strong. So you can be a soul that says, I want nothing more than to learn my lessons and learn this planet. So I can make sure that I fulfilled my promise. That's all I'm here for. Let me fulfill my prayer for all of us is let us remember why we came here. Help me remember who I am. And remind me what my promise was so I can fulfill it. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. And also going back to the question, do you think by all astrological predictions that our situation with COVID and this pandemic and all this, what everyone is concerned about will be over by the end of 2022? Because I've heard some predictions as well before. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. The stress levels diminished by the end of 2022. There's definitely a shift that happens. It doesn't start that way. So, you know, here we are in September, October. So we've got this continuation and 
the maintenance of your self-care is what's really important. And then by the end of 2022, the conversation, like all pandemics, eventually they leave, like whether it was 1918 or whether it was polio or whether you know, we, it will leave. However, there are ways that we can take the lessons of doing the inner work. Cause what did COVID do, but push us into ourselves. My recluse, my internal, my um, introvert was like, I don't have to go out. <laughs> and then I realized, wow, I got so much work done. Now I'm ready to come back out. So by the end of 2022, we are back up and ready to run, but take advantage of learning about yourself and studying astrology during this window, because we still have a winter of being inside of ourselves. I see. Thank you so much, Zebra, for sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing such incredible information with us. It's my pleasure. It's my purpose. I'm fulfilling my purpose and you just helped me. I want to help you fulfill yeah. your purpose. Come to my site and get some readings and take some classes and have faith. All of this was meant to be. The angels are watching. There is no lack of support coming from outside of this reality. It's just our inability to find emotional stability and trust. And if I can help you reclaim your trust, I will have fulfilled my job. Thank you so much. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.